Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. 124 to go. Nemhard to the bucket, up and in. Dixon, pump, double pump, block. Dixon gets it back. Two to shoot, lets it go. And it out. Welcome back to the show. As we wind this thing down, we will be talking to Joel Lorenzi as we do every Tuesday. He's the Creighton Beat writer for the Omaha World Herald. It's coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning, sliding back into the screen right now. I don't have to, do I? Well, no, you don't. I you mean, stand. I mean, I, if I you can still talk, do the show you, standing. Well, you can. You know what, DB? You can be whoever you want to be. You can have whatever you like. Don't. Are you a TI guy? Oh, yeah. Joel, are you a TI guy? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that has enjoyed T.I.'s prime. <laughs> Joy, I'm going to stop asking you off-the-cuff questions, <laughs> man, because you're one of those pitchers that can throw that curveball, man. But I'm going to I'm gonna keep trying to hit it, man. How you doing this morning? I'm all right. I'm, I actually, I've been up for like a good hour. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. Joel, you're a new man. I don't know here. You're a brand new man, according to Brooks and Dunn. I'm sure you're not much of a country guy. <laughs> We're just doing yeah, it. I don't know who they know that is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't up late last night watching, like, Thunder Warriors or Bucks Blazers, none of that? I was. I, I caught that Bucks Blazers, but I just I have to wake up on it. Let me ask you something. Can, can OKC win with Giddy not scoring the ball better? No. Hmm. What? I don't, I don't know if we should be thinking about them uh, winning. They, I, don't, I don't know if that's the question we should be asking. Well, they're close. I kind of like them on the come the next couple of years. And they got great cap yeah. space. Next couple of years, I agree. But I don't, even though they're creeping up on that picture, everybody is. All, all, the, all the records are so close. Like The teams that feel like they're in contention probably really aren't. Can ISO, can ISO guy play with Kyrie? Yeah, I, man, I like them. I like the move. If I'm being honest, maybe not for this year because I think they got to fill out the roster more. But it'll be fun to see how they play together, and um, I think it raises their ceiling, man. He needed a, a bona fide second option, man. He couldn't. I mean, he, he could only do so much in that run last year when he carried that team. Like a guy like that, I thought that run was real, like LeBron esque. Looking at his first stint with the Cavs. Um, and, you know, LeBron needs a, a crazy second option, man. I, I mean, everybody does. Uh, with Joel Lorenzi, with Mark Cuban's money, pay Kyrie Irving $41 million a year. Um, yeah, I, I pay, dude. I mean, I, I, look, I, I know he's problematic, and um, he's not the most reliable employee, right? Um, but I think you got to just make that bet, especially if you're going to keep Luka, 
Um, you want to take a gamble. I mean, you have to take a gamble like that if you want to aim at a championship because I think the direction they were in was pretty stagnant, man. And they, they needed to – I wouldn't call it a splash move, but Luka needed a, a second option to raise the ceiling. They already whiffed on Jeff Brunson. It was like, what do you have to lose? Mm. Joel, let's talk Creighton now. After debuting at number nine in the AP preseason poll, the team is finally back in the AP Top 25. If you had to attribute this team's success to one person or thing over this surge, is it Kalkbrenner? Is it the defense? Who or what would get the credit? Hmm. Um, yeah, I think overall, if there has to be one person to point to, it has to be Clark Brennan, right? Um, they they couldn't they couldn't win without him. That's for sure. With him, um, it's not even just one of those things like, well, yeah, he's your best player. I think it's because the things he does that that unlock so much. I mean, on defense, um, he's there to catch guys' mistakes once the perimeter is breached. Uh, offense, his gravity as a roller and screener, everything. It opens lanes. Um, it opens more threes. It, it, it just does so much and unlocks so much from the both ends that um, it's why it's clearly why he's their best player. I mean, um, certain guys might pop off a certain night, like Trey Alexander was crazy the other night. Um, you know, Columbus had his moments, but Ryan Kalkbrenner is inevitable. Every game, you know what you're going to get from him. So yeah, I I I, I say Kalkbrenner. So, is there a difference? Be would you entertain a debate? And maybe you haven't. Maybe you won't because we saw what Creighton was like without Kalkbrenner. But will you? Would you entertain most valuable from most important or integral to long term success if I introduce Trey Alexander into the discussion? You asked me who, who would I call. Would you? Are they still the same person, or would you have a sit down and try to differentiate between the two adjectives of valuable and important? Um, I I I think Hogwarts is for both most valuable and the, the most important. Uh, like I said, he just does so much. Um, honestly, I think I thought he was underrated during the season in the national landscape, and I think it still is. Um, I think while Sule Boom has a really good case for Big East Player of the Year, um, because they are sort of first seed and he's been phenomenal this year, um, I think Brian Hogwarts is really creeping up on the case should close out the rest of their schedule the way they should. You know, Joel, uh, we'll keep it with Trey Alexander here because you wrote that piece couple of weeks ago um, and he's absolutely thriving in wins this year 14 points per game over 50 percent from the field in those wins um, I even think I heard on the broadcast the guys even tossing around the idea of Trey being the one from this team out of anyone to play at the next level so how much credit do you think Trey realistically gets from fans though this season like are people really realizing how much he's helping the team should he be getting more love yeah, I think so. And, and I, I agree. I, I, I kind of leaned over to uh, Matt Dick and mentioned that after the game. Like, there, there was a, 
so many shouts at that game. And then it felt like as it went on, I, I, they showed up for, you know, Cam Whitmore, Austin Kaluma, and it feels like they probably left with an impression on Trey Alexander if they already came with one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people, not just fans, but scouts are recognizing him. I mean, I saw him on a on a mock draft entering the season, like top 45 or something like that. So, um the momentum behind Trey Alexander is real. Um, and everybody gets that. I mean, obviously, it's different with a guy like uh, Kaluma because he's kind of forced his game and um, some of the things he does aren't so flashy. But Trey Alexander, the way he gets it, it's kind of too hard to ignore, right? Like the 32-piece against DePaul, 27 against Nova. Like, um, you watch a dude like that on his best nights, and it's hard to ignore mm-hmm. how important he is. It's interesting to hear you reference Sule Boom. I asked John Fanta earlier because I think he's really, really good, and I love the reverence that you gave him because I do think he's in the player of the year discussion. I think it's a four-horse race at, at this point, and Boom is in the discussion. Would you take Kolak from Marquette or Boom from Xavier right now? Man, Kolak has been really, really, really good. If, I, if, I'm, if we're talking Biggie's player of the year, I have to go boom just because the kind of crutch he's been for them. Um, but Polik, he got a lot of momentum right now. I think Marquette is the best team in the Big East right now or has the best case at least to win the Big East. Um, and so if we're using that lot to go best player on the best team and Marquette closes the schedule out there, Polik has a good chance to win. My pick would be Boomer. It's weird to see how Creighton just ate Boom up last weekend during the pink out where he was a non factor. How impressive was that? I know it's I know it's back a couple of games, but man, just think about what a non factor he was for playing mm-hmm. thirty five minutes. Yeah, and and that's one thing that could probably hurt him for his case if it ends up being a close race. Um, it was a real uncharacteristic performance. I think his lowest scoring output in two or three years, maybe two years. And so uh, I think what was most impressive was the adjustment from Braden and the execution by Ryan Nemhart. I think Ryan Nemhart has a chance to be a, a really good college defender, uh, you know, with his quickness and size and uh, just going side by side with a guard like Tulane. And, you know, Creighton saw that, you know, Trey Alexander picked up that, that first early foul on, on Boom, and that's the guy that they've leaned on as their best perimeter defender. And what, what the understanding is that there's this drop-off outside of him, maybe not to where it's a negative, but to where you know, okay, it, we want Alexander on a guy. And Ryan Nemhard came and did a better job probably than Alexander could have that night. I mean, he seriously – Page boom around, got skipped through Like it was, it was really impressive. Easily Brian Hart's best game as a as a loser. Got about a minute here, Joel. Currently projected as a seven seed in the tourney, although I think DB got it right that Creighton will end up around five. Uh, wherever they land, how comfortable are you saying this is the year they'll make it farther than any other? Um, I I, I think very comfortable, um, and I think they're in a good spot. You know, if they get a fifth 
or something. Uh, it's hard to see a team that could really upset them, even if even though it's hard. Um, it's hard to see a team that could upset them, even with their flaws. And then if they end up being a, a lower seed, um, they're easily one of the upset favorites in terms of it. I mean, yeah, their 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 opinions are so wide range that people think they be a Final Four team or on the thirty two team. This team still is crazy. Mm. Joel, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk again next week. All right, see you guys. Thanks, buddy. And thank you, all of you out there listening to the show, for joining us today as well. If you missed anything, go back, check out the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Type in Hale Varsity Radio. You can find Coffee and Cream. Until tomorrow, we'll see you then.